Hey, this is ZZ for my latest sponsor, ExpressVPN. You know, Netflix has different content available to users depending on where they're located. Netflix has thousands of shows, but you can only get access to a fraction of that because of where you are. If you're utilizing Netflix without using ExpressVPN, it's like paying for a gym membership, but only being able to use the treadmill. So how does this work? ExpressVPN lets you change your online location so you can control where you want Netflix to think you're located. They have almost 100 different server locations so you can gain access to thousands of new shows. I'm talking like Star Trek, the original series on UK Netflix, Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Canadian Netflix, Rick and Morty on French Netflix, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on Indian Netflix, the Harry Potter movie series on Australian Netflix, the list goes on and on. In the easy household, we utilize ExpressVPN and we've unlocked so much content that my family and myself can enjoy. But then you might be like, Eric, we can use other VPNs. No, 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 no. Listen, blazing fast speeds, stream in HD with zero buffering, compatible with all of your devices, phones, laptops, media consoles, smart TVs, and more, and it encrypts your data. ExpressVPN has the added benefit of encrypting your data so you can browse the web securely. Look, be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com Zane. Don't forget to use my link at expressvpn.com slash Zane to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Good morning, good morning, and hello to you all. Welcome into the Eric Zane Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Uh, Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. We are at a uh, turning point, I think, when it comes to uh, sleep time in the Eric Zane Show podcast household. There was a time when uh, pretty much it was just easy, queen of the forest, Bruce would be on the bed. Now, he's the snuggle bug. Bruce starts out the night like on top of the covers, and then he gets chilly as the room gets cooler, I guess. I don't know. Next thing you know, he's crawling under the covers up by where, you know, where our pillows are. And then, you know, that's it. And then and then that's how it goes. No big deal. Queen size bed. We're both little. Queen of the forest and myself. No big deal. It was set up that way. Benny, the one-eyed wonder dog, prefers the floor. This is back when Daisy was still with us. And then Daisy and O'Neill would sleep downstairs. Well, when Daisy uh, went to the Rainbow Bridge, I'll get to it, Kenny. Settle. Settle. He's always two steps ahead. I, I, I said back when we started, this is what the sleep-in arrangement was. Darla wasn't even in the mix. I'm giving you the background. And then dumbass jumps in with, where does Darla sleep? Yeah, I'll get to it. God. Do you, do you like, okay, I'm going to go out of my way to be annoying. Jesus. It's always, it's always the same thing. I ju- if you l- just listen, it all comes down to listening. You do not listen. 
I'm telling you a story. And all the answers, it's all there. You know, like when David Chase made the Sopranos uh, finale, and everybody said, what happened, what happened? He said, it's all there. That's all I'll say. I'm telling you, it's all here if you would just relax and do what normal people do. Listen, enjoy, put the phone down, get a cup of coffee, get a cannoli, enjoy the morning, kick back and absorb it all. For once, you don't have to do anything. Just sit back and enjoy the story. I'll get to it. You know how you're a professional of something, God knows what. I know there is no one on this planet more qualified to do what I am doing right now. Not a one. There's no one better than me. So enjoy, relish, understand that I'll get to it. I won't forget anything. It'll be fine. Relax. And then sure enough, guess who else checks in? She says, just in time for a Kenny beat-up. You just sit tight. Don't say anything. All right. Now. As I was saying, I was giving you the background of what life was like in the past when Daisy was alive. Daisy and O'Neill are downstairs. Benny's on the floor. Bruce is in the bed with us. Where's Darla sleep? Life was good. Daisy passes. We don't want O'Neill alone. We feel bad for O'Neill. His heart's broken. Now he's a he's a long dog. He, all right, O'Neill, come on the bed. Now it's you and Bruce. A little more tight on the bed, and he sheds a lot. So now, okay, it already was kind of like we're sleeping in a dog bed. Now it's full on dog bed. We just happen to be in the same time. We are dog bed sleepers. It would be like if they laid uh, like uh, this couch here. If you went and sat on this couch, it's covered in hair. I'd have to take the couch cover off before I let any human sit on it. And then, oh, hang on a second. And then Darla comes into the mix. Get it, Kenny? I'm to the point of the story when I'm going to talk about Darla. Dumbass. Um, then it's like, okay, let's. It's just, you, sleeping with a puppy is the best thing on the planet. It's just awesome. 
But now she's getting bigger rapidly. And she's got a buddy. Bruce. So where Bruce goes, she goes. As you can see. Like right now, they're adorably sleeping right next to each other. She's resting her head right on his French bulldog back. So that means easy. Uh, and then also on the pillows, easy, queen of the forest, Bruce and Darla. And man, then they stretch out. And because every day Darla is bigger, we are getting less and less room. It's not great. I, uh, it's like on the very, we have a, Diane and I each on the very edge of the bed. We have a sliver of space and it's affecting me because I I'm constantly waking up with an actual paw in my mouth or a snoring dog waking me up. It's a nightmare. And then by like 11 AM I'm exhausted. I need a nap. The last few days have been pitiful. Last yesterday I uh, laid down and, uh, I cry. I'm, I'm, I'm gone. I'm just, I, I actually go back to bed for like two hours. And, uh, the next thing I know I'm getting woken up and I, I'm like, that, that, that never happens. Diana never just wakes me up. She always lets me wake up on my own. And I, I go, yeah. She goes, the garage repairman's here. I don't know what to tell him. I go, oh. Fuck, I forgot. Well, here's the thing. I called the garage repair guy because one of the garage door openers is malfunctioning. There's two. I've They've already replaced the one, so now this one's starting to puke. <clears throat> uh, before I get to that, Tyler writes, Dogs in the bed are the worst. I wake up numerous times throughout the night shaped like a question mark in my back hurting the next morning. Uh, before I get to this story, you know, you would think that so close to um, the most recent Kenny meltdown. You know, what's crazy about Kenny is it's it's amazing how quickly like if you did something and it pissed somebody off. You'd like take your time to get back up to speed to where things were, but it's like he just dives back in with both feet. You ever heard of like subtlety, just like slowly stepping on the gas, knowing full well that uh, everyone is on high alert from Kenny time. Same thing with Amanda, same thing. The Hinsons are, seriously, your name's highlighted. My God. Man.
Amanda says, I could dance to that song all day. That's so cool. It's not intended to be cool. It's, uh, illust- it's to illustrate my disgust when I see your comments. Make no mistake. If this plays... The Amanda Show. And that's perfect because that's what you try to make this show. The Amanda Show. I wish I had one called the Kenny, 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 Kenny Show. Because that's what he tries to do. The two of you try to make it about you. All right. Where was I before I implode? Put me in a bad mood. Uh, So I go downstairs and uh, garage door repair guy there. Now, I don't understand how this happens because this is what my life is like. Two days ago, three days ago, I uh, opened the garage door and then I tried to close it and it made a sound and then everything shut down and then just stopped. And I look, and the the portion of the uh, mechanism up there, way up high, I'm looking up at the ceiling. It's it's gone uh, farther than it should on the track, and it looks fucked, and it won't operate. The only way I can close the door is by pulling that uh, release thing and it manually lowering it. And then... When it's manually lowered, I try to engage it again, maybe get that little track mover thing to move on its own without the uh, garage door hooked up to it. Nothing. It's going to explode. In fact, it's it starts to like operate. You can hear it trying to work, and then it shuts it down as a safety mechanism so that you don't burn it out, you know? So I call up the garage door dude, and uh, I go, yeah, man, I don't know what's going on. He goes, okay, tell you what. Got a guy coming out there. The next day or two, we're going to call this number uh, the day that we're coming, and maybe just a little bit just to make sure you're there. I go, hey, no problem. Just let me know. Let me know, and I'm always here. Well, I didn't get a fucking call. I didn't get anything. Um, so that was a surprise. And then the, it's crazy enough, the guy's name is Dean, except he's not a dumb shit. And, uh, yeah, I, I, he walks up. And I explained to him and then he pushes the button and the whole thing works. And I go, dude, I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's the matrix or something. What the fuck? I have no clue. This isn't, he goes, well, maybe this. And he, uh, he, he, now he's got to charge me. And he goes, I'm not going to charge you. I'm just going to give you an estimate on a new one. Okay. Because if I don't give you an estimate, then there's a charge to come here and just, I just pushed a button. So, um, now I will say this, the name of the company is Balma brothers. And I have been, uh, working them for marketing for quite some time. And, uh, I think I'm close. So, if you happen to need anything with your garage door and you're in West Michigan and you happen to call Bauma Brothers, B-O-U-M-A-B-R-O-S, period, Bauma Bros. 
Uh, they're in Wyoming, Michigan, not far from here. Say, yeah, Eric Zane's talking. He's raving about you guys. That will help your old pal EZ uh, get the sale when the time is right. Makes me happy. I appreciate you. So that's just remarkable. Though I felt like such an ass. Uh, Ken says it's on the South Park theme song. At one point, they sing Kenny, 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 Kenny. Really? Ashley says it hurts my soul. I never realized how autistic I was until I heard all these drops. Uh, Ryan says I I used them to fix my garage door. That's good. You should call back and say, oh, hey, by the way, I heard about you on the Big Fraud Show. Maybe that would work. I don't know if it would. Okay. All right. So to be clear, I want to make sure we're all on the same page so that this message isn't distorted. When I started the show today, I'm giving the history of dogs sleeping on the bed. I'm talking about the way it was when Daisy was alive. I'm giving the background of how we got to the point we're at now because I'm going to tell the story about how I can't sleep anymore because there's too many dogs on the bed. And Ding Dong jumps in with, what about Darla? And it's when you've been brutalized and been criticized about comments... Why in the world would you do what you just did? It's because you don't listen. It's nothing about mad, sad, glad, happy. It's called you wake up in the day, in the in the morning, and you pour coffee. And then you know what you do? You go, how am I going to be a pain in the ass today? My goal today is to be the biggest pain in the ass on the planet. How can I out pain in the ass Amanda? That's what you do. And then when I say something about it, I get in trouble. That's what it is. And then there's a uh, 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 gnashing of teeth and, and, and fighting and nonsense. This is as normal to you as masturbating to Dig Dug. That's what this is. My God, I found material of the dude from 1999. I didn't know this existed. I was gathering up material for who are these Zanes, which we'll record uh, this evening. And I will release it on Saturday at midnight. Uh, And while reviewing uh, November 21, 1999, the Phil and Billy Morning Show in Knoxville, Tennessee, I uncovered The Dude. I had forgotten that I even did The Dude back on that radio station. No clue. No memory of that whatsoever. It's 25 years ago. And um, so I was like, are you kidding me? What? And if you're familiar with the show Futurama, 
I don't even know if that still airs. One of the characters on there is a guy by the name of Fry, the main character. And it's um, voiced by a voice actor named Billy West, who, by the way, is autistic. Speaking of autism. And um, he was making the rounds back then. And so the dude interviewed Billy West. Uh, the, the dude sounds a little different, a little less grovelly. But nonetheless, uh, there is an interview and I uh, posted it. I posted it to uh, Patreon and I was supposed to post just a sample of it to the free podcast, but I accidentally fucked up and post the whole thing on the free platform. But man, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what else is there to be found? There is, uh, there is a, there's so much material that we have to review. Now, that actually was a fun bit. So that won't be included in Who Are These Zanes, which is all just me doing stupid shit on the radio. And there's plenty uh, that I pulled off of this one cassette from November of 1999. At this point, I'm just kind of like a producer who who does have a role talking. And um, I, you know, that was weird. But uh, there I was doing this job, and they they gave me plenty of... I was also like the newsman on this station and uh, third wheel to the conversations. It uh, wasn't bad. I actually enjoyed it for a period of time until Phil fucked the whole thing up. Billy, rest his soul, croaked. Absolute saint of a human being. Phil turned out to be a fucking asshole who's still uh, kicking it to this day on the radio somewhere in Knoxville. But I uh, hope you enjoy that. There you go. It's uh, found on Patreon and the free platform. Uh, for those enjoying the show right now, via Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, it's time to say goodbye. Send you on your way. I appreciate you very much. If you want the full show in its, in its entirety, it's at twitch.tv slash Live or download the Twitch app. And search Eric Zane live. I would appreciate that even if you don't have any plans to watch a damn thing. Uh, I'm now just just north of a thousand followers on Twitch. So go there, follow if you want. Link up your Amazon Prime, and you get to subscribe for free with Amazon Prime. Download the audio podcast wherever you download shows. Uh, if you could subscribe to an audio platform, that would help out your old pal Easy immensely. If you ever want to say hi. Uh, you can just reach out on the Shoreliner Striping Inbox, eric at ericzaneshow.com. I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash ericzane, where you can get seven days free of all of my content that I post there each and every week. Patreon.com slash ericzane. Do it for free. Seven days. You do have to put a payment form in there. And if you do not cancel it prior to those seven days, you will be charged. Full disclosure, fuck, you can even sign up for the seven and then cancel immediately and you'd still get the seven and then you know it's not going to charge you. Uh, I think, I don't know if I'm uh, benefiting because people are forgetting and then it just charges them, but I have had 19 people sign up for seven days free and 16 are now paying or at least paid for one month. So that's sweet, I'll take it. I hope you enjoy the content. You know, I work hard on it. All right. So thank you so much. I appreciate you.
Twitch, and Facebook. Brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. At Eric Zancho on Twitter. Uh, there was a discussion on my subreddit, which turns out there uh, there seems to be um, more and more conversation there. And that uh, kind of makes your old pal EZ happy. Um, I always love the correspondence. And occasionally, it seems like more people are more chatty. This person writes, as a follower of both shows, I'd say you get a lot more hate from FBHW fans than the other way. Everyone laments about the good old days, but your name gets mentioned and they get butt hurt. However, half of them defend Joe. So this dude is having a conversation with uh, Patrick, of all people. Well, Patrick is very bullish about the show and has been uh, making a lot of uh, comments on on Reddit. He says, I appreciate and respect honest opinions, which, by the way, Patrick has turned into a fucking class A troll, and he loves it. Uh, he did it. He got banned from <laughs> from their subreddit, and now he's working on their Facebook uh, uh, fan page. It's like, dude, it's like people will say anything on there about the show, and then Patrick will work in my name. Oh, my God. You are so going to get banned from there. He writes, I appreciate and respect honest opinions. What do you like about FBHW now? Why do you listen to them? I'm curious because I don't get it. What segments do you like? Who on the show do you like? How long have you been listening? What do you like about Zane's show? I won't trash you for answering honestly and will defend you if I do or if, if you do. This guy says, I was a casual FBHW listener. From about 20, 2009 on, I would listen to the full show when I could, but my 10-minute drive to work, unfortunately, usually fell during a commercial. Uh, I moved shortly after Zane left, and my drive was closer to an hour, so I could listen a lot more. Shows changed a lot since then. Pretty much all the controversial content has disappeared. I still listen because there are a few segments I really like. I like advice. I like name that tune. I like when they actually get cathartic and tell stories about their personal lives that don't seem ridiculous or staged. Free beer seems to be the one that most often exaggerates, but I admit I still like some of his. I also have young kids, so a lot of what they talk about dealing with being a dad, hobbies, whatever, I can relate to. That being said, I miss the shock value of the old show more than I enjoy the new one. But it's still on my listen list. I managed to fit in the uh, niche of the evolution of the show, I guess. As for Zane, I love his storytelling and the fact that he doesn't need to jump the shark to make a good show. Not sure what that means. I, I know what jump the shark means. Oh. He keeps the spirit of the old show alive. Like last week when he was bitching about people chatting on the Twitch feed because he couldn't fucking concentrate. I added fucking. Dude is the punk rock of podcasting. Half of the fun of the old FBHW was them messing with listeners, giving honest opinions and pushing boundaries. And Zane has kept more of that alive than the current show. Then he adds, although Kelly does a great job of doing this from time to time. 
that was a nice conversation between these two souls. I still don't understand. Well, how the fuck you find any of that entertaining, but that's just me. Patrick says, Hey, I like that. You could articulate what you like and don't like about both shows. Uh, most people struggle with that. I don't like what you like about FBHW, but I respect you for stating your opinion. You are probably the only one that I've seen that has anything positive to say about them and why you like them. Nice. Um, just so everybody knows. Most of my aggression, because I am super aggressive about all of this. Uh, I try to separate aggression when I'm reviewing, though, of their show. But I can honestly say that I probably wouldn't care so much to do this if phony fucking asshole Greg didn't exist or hadn't been such a fucking asshole when we were clearly mending the fence. It all boils down to January uh two maybe three years ago yeah i think it was january of 21 when that motherfucker we had made great progress great progress we were this close to actually hanging out and then he knifed me again on the air and that was the last straw we there is no going back there is no unringing that fucking bell fuck you fuck off and die. Um, oh, hang on a second. What the hell is this? Trump calling me at this hour? Uh, uh hello. Uh, yeah. Is this is this who I think it is? Hello, Donald Trump with the Donald Trump campaign. Can I count on your support with the Donald Trump campaign in the upcoming election? I put America first, I created jobs, I strengthened the economy, and I prioritized national security, and I'm a great leader. Mr. President, it's it's, it's, it's easy. I I know exactly who you are. Big Bud Zane? Yes, sir. Did did you not know you were calling? Is this a Bud dial? No, I'm doing campaign calls this morning. You must have ended up on the list. Uh, okay, well, uh, that's that's great that you're out on the on the trail. I mean, people uh, people in your position need to be beating the streets, and here you are talking to my 35 followers. Well, that's tremendous. I can talk to them about how great I am with the national security. I created and destroyed NAFTA. If you think about it, destroyed the worst yeah. engagement that maybe the United States ever got into. And the support of your followers is so crucial. Together, we can make America great again when you think about it. We can do so much. I'm so glad. Am I on the show right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you call. I do the show every uh, every Monday through Friday at about this time. So, yeah. Abs- well, well, I don't know when you do it. You're such a fraudulent guy. I don't know when your show is. If you're live, if you're not live, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, it's always great to hear your voice, sir. I... Uh... <laughs> What, what's that? What what what's going on there, Mr. President? It sounded like there's some activity in the background. There's some staffers in the background. They're doing things I don't know. They're getting ready for the calls. Okay. All right. Uh it's uh it's it's good to see that you're uh, rolling with the punches here at this big indictment you're facing potential. Oh, this is this this witch hunt indictment. That's what it is. It's a total witch hunt. That's what that was. It's maybe the most hunted 
Witch hunt, when you think about it, you look back at maybe maybe since Harriet Tubman. I don't know. Maybe the most persecuted person is Donald Trump in the entire history of the United States. Maybe not since Harriet Tubman. We don't know. Wait a minute. Are you, are you saying Harriet Tubman was in the Salem witch trials? Is that what you're suggesting? Well, I don't know, but I know that I know people, people are coming up to me. There's so many people coming up to me and saying that I'm more persecuted than Harriet Tubman. And I think she like ran slaves or something. Yeah, I don't yeah, know what well, she, she did. She was uh, instrumental in, uh, in the, in protecting uh, people, the underground railroad, Harriet Tubman. It's yeah. so true. And, and there's been nobody maybe since me that's done more for people. When you think about it, when I made America so great again, well, um, yeah, it seems like you're uh, more popular than ever with your base. With uh, a- After this indictment, I think it's actually going to be the only thing that could keep you from winning the nomination is if you're actually convicted, sir. And we're, we're, I mean, we're not going to be convicted, of course. You know, these documents, you know, they let Pence away. Did you hear about this? He, he's not even getting any charges for, no. for his taking documents. And, you know, the thing is, I guess I could have just handed over these documents, but they're my documents. Well, you know, they're, they're totally mine. They came out of the White House. I wasn't going to let anybody have them. Well, I don't think it works that way. I think that they that they weren't yours. You can't just say it's. I mean, like if I w- walked up to like uh, someone's car and said, "Hey, I'm I'm making this car mine," I you know they they'd kick my ass. Well, you know, it's so important that a president has the documents, you know, that he, you know, these are my documents. So I made these documents and I totally declassified them. And it's, it's, you know, like I had Kid Rock over to Mar-a-Lago <laughs> down here in Florida. And I said to Kid Rock, I said, you want to see something really cool? Check out these documents. I told him not to get too close. He did not right. get close enough to actually see them. But I said, I shouldn't even be showing you these, but this is maybe a battle plan uh, for what if, Country A were to attack the United States, and I told them what we could do with that, of course. Uh, it's yeah. so great to be able to tell our supporters what we could do, you know? Yeah, uh, uh, okay, I don't, I don't know that it is. I think that that might be what is actually going to get you in trouble. Do you think Kid Rock might have to uh, testify in this trial, sir? Oh, I don't think so at all. Kid Rock is, is so innocent, so innocent. And we've got Crooked Hillary with her emails out there. They've never done anything with those, and, you know, probably Obama took documents. Nobody's asking them, you know what I'm saying? There's documents everywhere. Do you think that there's documents buried with President Ford? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, talk about somebody who was, I mean, I know he was a Republican, but, I mean, he was kind of a piece of crap when you think about it. (laughs) Did, Did you just call President Ford a piece of crap? Oh, totally, totally a piece of crap. You know, he couldn't win re-election. Ronald Reagan was going to challenge him for the nomination because he was so bad. He was such a bad president, Ford. Yeah. They didn't want him. Uh, Mr. President, are you... Uh, and the, the Republicans want me so bad. You can see in the numbers. Uh, it's, 78% yeah, it, right now. It's staggering. Of Republican voters. It's staggering. Despite how uh, corrupt your soul is, they still love you. And you will... Uh, you're, you're going to win. It's so true. And, you know, the, to get hung up on some pieces of paper, and I mean, let's be honest, it's toilet paper, quite frankly. I mean, I don't understand why this is such a big deal. 
uh, well, you know, I mean, national secrets, uh, 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 security of the country, that's that's a very big deal. But I, it, it's I mean, re- I'm in the courtroom the other day, and they're suggesting that my wife, Melania, might be a secret supercell for Russia. These, these radicals will go at no extreme but to accuse your old pal Donald Trump. Mr. President, uh, are you traveling at all today? What's uh, what's on the docket? Are you going to go to a We're doing so much traveling, of course we are. Of course we are. I've got a lot to do, but I might, you know, it's getting close to the weekend. I think I'm going to do some golf down at Mar-a-Lago. Okay. You know, I think I might get back there. It's tremendous weather, really, when you think about it. I got to get out there. Okay. Well, Mr. President, I, I, I thank you for the uh, out-of-the-blue call like this. I mean, uh, I, 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 I always love to hear from you, sir. Of course. You know, I've got a script. I I could finish reading it unless you don't care. No, no, go ahead. Read your script, please. Of course, we need the vote for Donald Trump to continue making such positive changes in this country. If the voter like yourself has concerns or questions, you can provide information after this call. We're going to we're going to transfer you to one of our top agents. And I want to thank you for your support for Donald Trump. It's so crucial. Together, we'll make America great again. Have a great day, Big Frog. Thank you, Mr. President. Pre- he just he just hangs up always. He kind of he never gives me a chance to like say goodbye. I don't even know if the guy even likes me. Holy shit! Thank you. Very kind. Make an appearance on the show. Whew. All right. The open and live stream of this podcast brought to you by the Kent County Health Department. If you or someone you know or love uh, wants to get involved with the WIC program to help you keep food on the table, reach out to the Kent County Health Department at 616-632-7200. Do not go hungry. Now, it might not be you. It could be someone you know or love. Uh, just advise them to head over uh, to the web address, accesskent.com slash health. They will uh, help you every step of the way. Thank you to Berlin Raceway. Berlinraceway.com. Uh, plenty of uh, fun things to do over there. You are going to love what happens at Berlin Raceway. The, uh, there's a fantastic race going on this weekend, the ARCA Series the uh, brought to you by Menards is uh, showing up at Berlin. Get tickets online for just twenty bucks. As Arca, which I think American Race Car Association—I don't know—they uh, head to Berlin Raceway. BerlinRaceway.com. Twenty dollars a ticket. If you are fifteen or under, you're getting in free. Parking is free. Awesome. You can bring in a cooler with all the uh, snacks and beverages that you want, except booze and no glass, no glass. Malcolm in the middle is racing there with Arca, says James. Wow, that's that's exciting. I should try to get him. Um, what is that guy's name? Uh, Malcolm. Let me see if I can remember it while you guys write it in uh malcolm in the middle that's the show with back in the day 90s brian cranston uh fuck who is malcolm 
No, my keyboard doesn't work. Fucking Frankie Muniz. Frankie Muniz. He's making money and then peaced out, Corey writes. James says he's pretty good at racing. Yeah, I got to get that guy on. You know, Berlin should have said, hey, easy. Uh, in a in a effort, you know, it's, it's, James told me. I didn't know about it until James told me. That helps with publicity. If he can get one of the drivers has a uh, famous pedigree. Because otherwise, I don't know any of those dudes. But Frankie Muniz. Do I say Munoz? Muniz? How do you say his fucking name? Can one of you write it out phonetically? I would love to get that guy on the air or on the podcast, on the broadcast, if you will. Okay. So that's what's up. All right. Now the next story I have, or the first story I have, this is the face of a fucking asshole. This guy right here is a complete psychopath. By the way, I, I have a hard time trusting that look. Bald head, long beard. It just, something's wrong. I'm not into it. It's a little strange to me. I don't know why. I don't like bald head, long beard. It gives me some lonely Nick vibes. I think that's what it is. And uh, I do not like lonely Nick. Former listener. Excuse me. Um, This guy here. If you have someone in your life that you're like, hey, man. If you're the type of person that gets all butthurt because uh, no one contacts you. And, you know, there's like a family event and no one no one reaches out to you. Maybe it's you. Okay, this guy was frustrated because no one would invite him to family functions or keep him in the loop or call him or say hi. He's also a TikToker. So he decided to fake his own death. Tyler says, does this guy record himself on Facebook live riding a motorcycle smoking a cig? This guy faked his own death with help from his wife and everyone in his family. Then they plan the funeral. They actually have a funeral and it's an outdoor event, I guess, graveside. And then all of a sudden, a helicopter lands and this asshole is in the helicopter. Have you ever heard of something so horrible? And then people get out and they're like hugging him and like, Oh my God, you're alive. And he said, yeah, Hey, I'm doing this to teach you a lesson that you gotta, you gotta reach out to me. That was his plan. And then he posted it on Fucking TikTok. What a fucking dick. My God. 
I have uh, some footage here. Some uh, First of all, a couple of images. This one right here. This is him uh, uh, hugging somebody from the fucking family. He, he felt unappreciated by his relatives. Oh, boo-hoo. These are all people here at this funeral. This is in Belgium. I think this is kind of like a redneck version uh, area of, of Belgium, though, because I thought I saw a kid with no shirt and no uh, shoes on, just kind of roaming around the area. This is the uh, footage of when the guy uh, flew in. Audio check, video check. Now, at this point, these people don't know it's him. They're like, why is a helicopter landing at this funeral? See what I mean by it's got a real former Zaniac vibe to it with the white trash appearance of some of these people showing up at the funeral. Okay, bump ahead. They can't believe it. Okay, there was an edit. Why isn't anybody stomping this motherfucker out right here? The guy with a camera in the background. Oh, we're so happy you're alive. They're giving him hugs. Now everybody's showing up. What a fucking loser. Yeah, somebody needs to kick that guy's ass. I thought this was so fucking remarkable. Uh, a little bit more on it. David Bearton, known on TikTok as whatever, says he felt underappreciated. 45-year-old dude claimed he carried out the prank to teach the family a lesson. Uh, footage shows the mourners watching helicopter lands. We saw that. One TikTok user wrote, you got us. I swear I was crying and then I had the shock. Buddy, we love you very much. Oh, come on. The prank did not sit well with viewers and many people criticized dude for being cruel to his family. Uh, the dude has not uploaded footage of the funeral himself. He posted a video explaining why he carried out the stunt. According to the Times, Burton said he was hurt because he never gets invited to anything by his family members. Oh, boo-hoo is the reason for that, you asshole. Nobody sees me. We all grew apart. I felt underappreciated. That's why I wanted to give them a life lesson and show them that you shouldn't wait until someone is dead to meet up with them, he said. He added that although only half of his family attended his fake funeral, other relatives have since contacted him. Can you... Only half the family, so the other ones who didn't, they're like, yeah, fuck you. Now the deal is the deal is completely sealed. That proves who really cares about me. He said, can you imagine going through life wondering about who cares about you all the time? You fucking pussy. Just fucking go on and be, try to be nice to those people. It's a two-way street, you dumb dick. 
those who didn't come did contact me to meet up. So in a way, I did win. Yeah, is that what this is about? He said he regretted going through with the stunt now. He revealed that his wife had known about his plan from the beginning and tried to stop him. He didn't listen. The prankster allowed his children to believe that he had really died for a couple of days before telling them the truth of his actions. Wow. He told the chat show that it was his film crew that stipulated they would only document the stunt if he let his children and sister know he was not really dead. So the film crew, his film crew insisted that he not be so cruel. He has insisted, however, that they half knew it was a prank from the beginning. After uh, The fact that the film crew had a, a say, hey, we're not doing this unless you tell your immediate family. What does that tell you? That the film crew has to kind of like set you straight. After seeing the response from his loved ones, Barrett said, as soon as I started receiving messages from people and videos of them crying, I wished I could cancel the whole thing, but it was too late. I asked myself, what? Have you, what have you done this or why have you done this? But it was too late. I'm sorry to all the people I hurt. I hate hurting people. And then the wife, she actually had written, um, like a, uh, I, I'm so sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but my husband has died. Like she was totally in on it. Well, even though she tried to convince the guy not to do it, she still was complicit. What a bunch of fucking idiots. My God. Kyle says this whole thing sounds fake now, only done for attention on TikTok. So the suggestion being that no one there really knew that he was, uh, no one there believed that he was actually dead. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Tyler says you can mark down asshole of the day. Nothing can top this. Not even a school shooting. Oh, absolutely. If like between now and 10, uh, a school shooter uh, shoots up a school. No. The only way that someone can dethrone this asshole of the day is it would be Kenny. If he came in here and uh, spoiled one of my stories or something like that, one of the shit that he intentionally does to piss me off. We all know that. I do not. I do not do that. Oh. God. What am I, an idiot? Does it say stupid fuck across my forehead? No. Uh, Chris says, wow, what an asshole. Cole says, I wish his chopper crashed and killed him at that moment. Uh, Anyone who abuses an animal could dethrone this guy for asshole of the day. Yeah, possibly. Uh, update speaking of that my neighbor the hallelujahs um he's wasted 13 squirrels and uh three or four mice several chipmunks now because he claimed that they were destroying his property now i've lived here for a long time and Nothing's ever been destroyed. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about, but he's he's on the war path. Those are those are described in the state as nuisance animals. You can kill as many as you want. And so he's killing them all. I'm like, dude. And he's like telling me. 
He said, oh, I got a vole the other day. I go, a mole? He goes, no, a vole. I go, what's the difference? He goes, I don't know. One spelled with a V, one spelled with an M. I go, oh. And I guess there was a, uh, the, the vole goes underground and, uh, you know, digs a trench and then he stepped on it and then he saw it moving the trench. So then he grabbed a spade and started stabbing the ground like red, uh, red wedding style. Uh, and then the ground stopped moving. So he no doubt like destroyed it. Fuck. And then he, you all are saying, yeah, those are like, Kent says those are buddy Bobcat face numbers. That is true. The reason why there weren't a lot back then and the population has taken off is because Buddy would just, oh my God, what a murdering son of a bitch. That cat, man. And now we have no outdoor cat that's slaughtering the wildlife. Uh, Who cut the cheese says, as a kid during summer, I used to waste squirrels out of my window with a BB gun. You see, that's serial killer stuff. That is just horrible. How you're not, you may be a serial killer. In fact, I, I think I should get your information and pass it along to authorities. Uh, all of you deer hunters, all of you squirrel hunters, you're all uh, very close to becoming serial killers. You you delight in slaughtering animals. Okay? you You get a hard on. You're sick fucks. That's what you are. I'm glad that you're there because I will eat the venison. But make no mistake. I will not get in the way of you guys uh, uh, legally slaughtering animals. But you are uh, psycho fucking killers. It's just like chicks who like are addicted to getting abortions. I support them. Nothing should get in the way of their right to murder their children, which is what they're doing. Same thing for you hunters. Nothing should get in the way of your right to just slaughter shit. You fucking psychos. God damn it. Ryan says big fraud saying is big into passing information off to proper authorities. This is true. Broke up a sex trafficking ring or so I thought. Really didn't. It was just a dad and his daughter. Who I called the cops on this past weekend. <laughs> hey, the cop told me I made a good decision. Don't even give me that shit. I did nothing wrong. I'll do it again. Uh, the name Big Fraud is really uh, is really taken off, by the way. Getting more and more about that. Cole says, what about the meat you eat every day? Someone else killed that for you. Don't forget. Oh, I know. I know. It's just, I don't know. Something about the industrial setting makes it, there's an extra element to it. Nick, who's kind of a fuck, writes, roll 
pulled squirrel meat with cheese and onion in croissant dough, bake and dip in gravy. I would do that. That sounds fantastic. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to eat all this shit. And I'm, I'm not, you know, yes, I'm judging you. And yes, you're all psychos. Um, because I think you got it. You, that you have to be a, a special kind of maniac to just kill shit like that. You got to take you. Okay. So these cattle farmers and who, who do all the processing, that's fine. As long as they're in one place and they're not allowed to like go out and communicate with the rest of the world. We keep them locked up in the slaughterhouses. Tyler says a recipe called slaughter the squirrels croissant sandwiches. I love that. That's funny. Well done. All right. It's time to get a hold of Kyle for another edition of Let's Kill with Kyle. Uh, he used to be an advertiser on the show, and then he uh, signed up with, what was it, like uh, direct mail? He like, is spending his money on direct mail, and I guess they had like some fucking contract that he revealed to us last week, so he cannot uh, advertise on the show anymore because he's got all his dollars going. You know, they've got like a budget. So I'm like, well, okay. When that runs out, you must consider the Eric Zane Show podcast. Let's hope his phone works today. I mean, he couldn't even keep the damn thing up to his mouth last time. Exane. Exane. What up? What's up, my dad? Hey, buddy. How are you? Good. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, you sound good. Are you Are you at work or are you on the road? Yeah, yeah. I'm at, I'm at work. Uh, we're doing actually uh, more work in the, the towers. Uh, the tower condo is down. down. So Daddy's back on the old 25th floor today, but I'm not, I'm not up there yet. Wait. Oh, okay. So it's a... Uh, you're not like at the uh, your office. You're actually on, on on a job. Yeah, yeah. So when it comes to pulling shit out of the twentieth floor, do you have to throw it out the window and go down one of those chutes? Oh uh, no, I don't fucking wish, dude. I've always wanted to do that. But no, uh, we gotta fucking bring it down the elevator, and then um, there's a bunch of old uh, rich white people here that will yell at you for the fact that the elevator is moving slower than they wanted to. So it's uh, it's a treat, Alexander. So that's happened where people are like, hey, it's your fault. Oh, dude. Yeah, I was uh, joking around with uh, the contracting company that, um, or the remodeling company that, that hires us for this guy. Yeah, like the other day, I fucking. So usually when we're here, um, the other times we've pretty much been the only company here doing work. But um, this time there's another company fixing the roof on this place. So they have the elevator locked out. So. Um, the old people get pissed about that when only one of the two elevators are available. But then I was in the other ele- other elevator too. So then, yeah, uh, a little bit later, uh, long story short, I got in the elevator with this old lady, and she was fucking pissed, dude. And so she was she was going off to me about how the elevator was going, and I'm, you oh, know, yeah. and I'm like. I'm like, ah, yeah, you know, like, cause I don't know if she realizes that I'm part of the problem. So I'm just trying to like get out of there unscathed. But then, uh, so she's bitching and she's getting hey. madder and madder. Well, let me, let me jump in. Make sure you keep that phone to your mouth. 
Oh, shit. Okay. Um, yeah, it's all fucked up. It sounds... Is it better? Yes. Okay. You, you know, this is fucking... It's so crazy because, uh, like, all the customers, when I talk to them, they never say nothing. So I don't oh, yeah. know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, it sounds... It's... Whatever that... Was that a Bluetooth? No, I was just talking. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it's, it was, it's a million times better. It was so bad. I wanted to... I was more pissed at you... Than the old lady was at you for fucking slowing down the elevator. <laughs> but yeah, then, uh, then the, at the end of me and this old lady's time together, she gets out of the elevator and then turns around and looks at me and she's like, you fools. And then just fucking laughs. So yeah, man, it happens. You fools. <laughs> yeah. She was fucking pissed, dude. When old ladies get pissed, that's what they say to you. Oh my God. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> uh, so what else is going on today, Kyle? Glad it's always good to hear your voice. Exactly. Well, hey, I appreciate it. Uh, let's let's fucking give props to um, our immediate area for ending the drought. Because how about the fucking drought, Exactly? That was rough, dude. Uh, well, yeah, we had about a month and uh, ten days with no rain, and everybody was freaking out. Everybody's grass was dead, uh, and you were, <laughs> you were you were talking about how you don't water. Well, I, I do water, but, like, I'm not, like, one of those. Like, I'm not going to waste money. You know what I mean? Like, I think, you know, you can get your grass to, like, a serviceable, we'll call it, like, a serviceable look or whatever. And then, you know, you got to cross-reference that with the, the amount of dollars you spent on the water. And then there's, like, a there's an equilibrium point in there is all yeah. I'm saying. Oh, man. And I'm not going to spend more money to have a gra- grass that looks only a little bit better. Mine is so green, I didn't miss a beat. I, I fuck that shit. I hate th- that look of the poverty dead grass. Uh, fuck it. <laughs> no, you're right. The poverty dead grass. You're right. I, I don't like it either. It, and the grass does look good, I will say. And of course, now it looks fucking. I mean, you could probably you could put this grass on a fucking golf course. Is what I got it looking like right now, Eric. Saying. Yeah, it uh, it was definitely bad for a period of time there, but we've gotten some rain. That that's good. But uh, you know, and and down south. Did you see down south in one part of I think Florida, Florida? It's going to feel, maybe it's Texas, feel like it's 120. Oh, hell yeah, baby. <laughs> That's, uh, I had one of those days when I went to, when I visited Phoenix, Arizona one time where the, uh, the heat index had it like, I don't even know. It was a stupid number. And I, I, I remember feeling like I was inside of an oven. I felt like super, like oh, yeah. super holocausty. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. That made me laugh. <laughs> Holocausty, fuck. <laughs> yeah, the most I've been in was like 113, and that was like, okay, this is crazy. We're all dead. It, it the end is nearer than than we all think. We are gonna roast, and it's gonna be horrible. I know. I keep reading. I keep reading these stories, Eric Zane, about fucking um, like the activity that the sun's doing, and um, you know, like some like the magnetic poles of the earth potentially switching at the exact same time that the sun does some crazy solar flare stuff. And then like we're all fried and uh, who knows what's going to happen, but it's, it's, it's freaky shit to read. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking more of just the uh, increase in, uh, in greenhouse gases, increasing the temperature. I wasn't thinking about all the crazy shit you just said. Oh, oh, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, that is freaky too. Yeah. We're, I know dude. I'm telling you, it's, it's so weird. Cause like, Maybe I'm, I only paid attention to this because I was a kid at the time um, and, you know, am cross-referencing it with now. But the seasons are definitely different, right? Like, don't you feel like spring is getting later and later and, like, winter is getting later and later? Like, 
pretty like don't you feel like pretty soon like winter's gonna start in february well yeah it, it, it's kind of subtle but it seems like um it seems like the winters aren't as cold and the summers are hotter right yeah that's that's the thing to me maybe i'm wrong i mean i'd have to look at data i'm just going by uh how i feel which doesn't really <laughs> doesn't really fucking mean shit but you know whatever uh oh, hey father's day uh, by the way happy early father's day to you well you too eric Zan. i appreciate that uh are you gonna go what what's the plan are you gonna go see your dad are you gonna do with do things with your fam what's going on yeah so usually we get um a, a little group together and go well when i say usually we only did this once so far but Last year, they said it was we we're starting a tradition, so it should be a tradition now. But we're gonna go golfing and you know smoke a bunch of cigars and fucking whack those balls. Oh, so stuff. you and your dad? So yeah, me and me and my father-in-law and my brother-in-law and my uh, what the fuck is he? So I don't know if I ever said this before, but one of my best friends is also Blue's cousin. But um, I was was best friends with him before uh, me and Blue got together. So anyways, I don't know what we are now, but like we started out as friends, but now we're kind of related. But anyways, he goes to. <laughs> okay. So you're taking the long way of telling me that your dad won't be there. Well, I don't, I don't actually know. Uh, he doesn't really <laughs> golf. I will fucking see him though. So no big deal. Is your dad like my age? Was he about 60 maybe? Uh, he, he was born in 1963. So yes. Actually, he is 60 okay. now. All right. So he had you pretty young. Yeah, yeah. He was like 26, 27. All right. That's that's not that young. But uh, yeah. <laughs> so my dad being 89. So I'm in. And for the last few years, we've done this where we go to his place and like cook shish, uh, shish kebab for him. But um, yeah, I am in this mode of... Uh, you know, go see your dad because there's where where he's getting. He's only got a few more of these left. You know, right? So, yeah, yeah, eighty nine. Yeah, for sure. So my advice is to anybody who's in the same boat I am is go see your dad, even if you hate him. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm one hundred percent with you. Fucking yeah, I mean, a lot of shit going on recently, and I know exactly what the fuck you're talking about. Oh, Sorry, yeah. Someone just drove by me and it was staring at me directly in the eyes and it threw me off. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like a car just drove by and looked me dead. Like the guy just looked me dead in the eyes. And Maybe he was him. hitting on you. Maybe have you have you ever had a dude hit on you? Oh yeah, dude. Um, one of my uh, one of my good friends. Um, she was a member of the LGBT whatever that yeah. community or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, she went. I went with her one time to the gay bar. Um, and that was a fucking experience, Derek Zane. There was th- some stuff was said to me that um, I was actually surprised. It was yeah. pretty fucking. You know what I mean? I was like, wow. Dude. What's interesting is that, like, if you go to a regular bar and you see a hot chick, you would never be as bold as some people would be at the gay bar. Because if you go to a gay bar, some of the approaches, some of the people might approach you with, "Hey, you got a nice ass. I want to suck some cock." But if you, you know, if you were to go to a regular bar and say that to a girl, say, Hey, you got a nice ass. I want to eat your muff. She'd kick your ass, you know? Right. You do it. You're right. That's good. 
I like uh, the aggressive nature in which you said that, by the way. I like your ass. I want to suck some dick. <laughs> uh, but, you yeah, know, dude, seriously, that's kind of what it was like. I'm trying to remember. Um, I don't remember exactly what happened, but this dude, um, he, like, tur- he was, like, in front of me and, like, turned around and said something like, if I asked me if I spilled my drink or whatever. And I didn't know what he meant. And I was like, no. And he then he said something along the lines of like, oh, I was just curious because um, the ground is sticky right in front of me. And oh, I was like, yeah. I was like, what? Oh, and yeah. then I was like, are you insinuating that you just blew your load all over the ground? Like, what the <laughs> fuck's going on here, dude? Yes, he did. That's awesome. <laughs> When I, when I used to be a homophobe, and this just showed up on an old uh, piece of audio that I posted to my Patreon, I was, like, mortified because some guy at Meyer told me I had a nice ass. And so I went on the radio and, like, freaked out about it because I was uh-huh. such a fucking idiot uh, because I was a homophobe. But nowadays, like, if a guy said that to me now, hey, hey, you got a nice ass, I'd say, yeah, you should see my big, meaty dick, too. Uh, <laughs> Which, you know, then he, and I, then I'd have to calm him down and say, I, I've been married for 31 years to a chick, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I let you, I'm sorry that you, I, I made you jizz, you know? <laughs> but uh, that's a compliment. That's a great compliment. Yeah, yeah. If you got, if you got dudes coming after you trying to, trying to suck the old meat stick, then you, I mean, you're doing something right, oh, I yeah. guess, looks wise. Well, it's the same thing as a chick coming up to you. Like if I'm at a bar and a chick came up to me and said that, I would say, well, uh, that's okay. Thank you. I'm married. I appreciate that, though. That's uh, good to know that you think I'm a tra- Whatever. Be polite. Don't be an asshole. Same thing if a guy comes up and says, I want to eat your ass. <laughs> that's, a, that's a compliment. So okay, so yeah, you would you would take it well. That's that's good. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that's growth. I, that's growth. I, I I used to not take it well, but I'm much more uh, well versed in things like this these days than what I used to be. That's called evolution, dude. Yeah. The next the next cycle, you you'll just actually let them suck your dick. That's the next cycle. Right. I mean, if I was maybe if like my wife died, and I was I really wanted someone to suck my dick. I might say, you know, dude, I've never had a dude suck my cock, but I want you to do it. All right. Does that, does that make me gay? I think it does. I mean, I don't know. That's, it's an interesting concept because if you're doing it for like, well, I don't know what we call it. Not like a bucket list thing, but kind of a bucket list thing. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it'd be fully considered gay, but if you went back, I mean, if you sucked it more than once, I mean, if you went back for it, then I think it might be gay. Maybe. Oh, yeah. I mean, it would have to be like I'm driving home from my wife's funeral and then I'm at a stoplight and some guy <laughs> says, hey, uh, you want your dick sucked? And I would say, well, hey, yeah, you know what? Uh, it, the opportunity, this is a perfect time, <laughs> you know? And then so the timing would have to be perfect. Uh, and then perhaps I would allow that. Only if I'm on the way back from the funeral. You know, you know what's funny now? I'm thinking in my head is like, we're going to talk about this and like forget it. But like the memory will never truly leave your head. No. And then like in, in sometime in the future, if it, if it happens this way where actually your wife does die before you, you're going to be like driving home from the funeral and you're going to have like this weird thought in the back. You're like, wait a minute. Like, why am I, why am I feeling weird right now? Yeah. And then you're going to be like, oh man, hopefully nobody offers to suck my dick right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
Uh, Ryan writes, I love that this conversation is occurring uh, in some ritzy old white person high-rise condo. I picture Kyle in the lobby talking about sucking dick. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not actually in the building right now. I am out oh, in yeah. the parking garage. But yeah. that would be fucking hilarious. Because you should see it. Yeah, there's like plenty of like public spaces to sit. So it would be funny to just be like sitting in this, you know, big recliner and just talking about dick sucking. That would be sweet. You know, it, the uh, the culture is evolving. I mean, yeah, with uh, how, uh, you know, smoking pot is legal. And uh, there's kind of right. like there's like a, a culture war going on between the gays and the and the and the right wing assholes. Do you think maybe we'll be at a spot where there is like a out in public a a like a, a dick sucking zone similar to like a, a smoking Dude, that'd be that'd be crazy i mean it's fu- it's funny because like it sounds ridiculous right but also like also i mean when you think about it like people could used to be able to just smoke in the fucking hospital right. you know what i mean yeah. so it's like anything's possible so right. yeah like totally like i can imagine that like the year we'll call it We'll say by 2092, I think that people can suck dick in public. Oh, no. Sure. I think it's a matter of months. Like Rose, matter of months. Okay. Rosa Parks <laughs> Circle. There, people are going to be smoke, uh, sucking dick and smoking pot at Rosa Parks Circle. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> no, that'd actually be terrible because then you'd have cotton mouth, so those, those BJs are not going to be great. Oh, my God. You're right. It'd be like a paste. <laughs> Every dick would have a paste on it. <laughs> every dick would have a paste on it that you should name this episode that dick. every dick will yeah. have a paste on it or just <laughs> we could just say eric zancho podcast episode 1077 dick paste yeah <laughs> i like that <laughs> <laughs> okay well you know what um do you want to leave it right there or do you want to is there uh something else going on that you want to get to i'll be honest with you i mean I don't know if I, I don't feel like I can beat that. I mean, no, only, you can't, you can't. Yeah. I mean, dick sucking. We had a lot of laughs. You know, the only, the only other thing I was going to talk about is this fucking crazy old lady in fucking like Ecuador or something, but that's not even oh, funny. It's I know weird. what it is. That's a lady who died. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did you already talk about that? Oh, what a fantastic story. I know. That's, that's just crazy, dude. But awesome. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And I haven't gotten an update because Monday is when this all went down. And then there was video. I actually saw video of them taking her out of the casket and putting her in the ambulance. Oh, really? Oh, That's yeah. fucking awesome. Now, she looked kind of fucked up. So I don't think she'll be sucking dick anytime soon. <laughs> but Well, hey, you know, she might. Maybe maybe her maybe her husband is going to die. She's going to be leaving a funeral soon. Yep, you know yep, what I mean? Yep. Uh, Ryan says Kyle can't beat that. He drew parallels from dry, dead grass and the Holocaust. <laughs> yeah, for sure, dude. <laughs> All right. Well, it's great to think about this conversation because none of it could ever be said on the radio. So that's what makes this better than everything else in the world. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. If you, I have heard some some shit on the radio, like like they can cuss and stuff. Uh, yeah. Although I don't know if that's always been that way, but. Um, you yeah, know, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But uh, yeah, this is no trust me. This is way better when you got yeah, nice little nice little conversation on dick sucking, right? Both gay, both gay and uh, non-gay dick sucking. Yes. I think we covered a lot of good bases. Uh, it's it's questions that need to be discussed. People want to know about this. They, they do, do. I they, feel like absolutely, absolutely. This is a great dick on dick discussion. 
The only the only thing I, that I thought I will say this the only thing that I thought was funny about the Ecuador thing and I don't understand Ecuador like how their culture is but like they fuck it like that lady died and then they just like we're gonna ha- I think they were like having the funeral or like or whatever a wake is like yeah right after that like she just died and they're just like get that bitch to the fucking yeah. funeral hall. and they just like did it like immediately so right I, so. I, I was more, at first I thought like she was dead for like two or three days or something like that. And then she came back. So yeah, it's like that, a little well, less cool, I, I think still. that is it. She died on a Friday and the funeral was Monday. No, 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 no. no. So that's, that's what I th- I was reading the article uh, before you called. And so that's what I'm saying. So like Friday, at some point Friday, they said they brought her to the hospital. And then the doctor was like, yeah, this fucking lady's dead, dude. So then they um, brought her to the funeral home later on friday and that's when it happened oh i thought it was on monday yeah yeah so that me too that's so when i clicked into the story i was like oh fuck yeah dude we got zombie type shit oh, going yeah. on okay All but right. it was it's like less cool she just yeah. fucking i guess just they started the engine back up yeah it is it's, it's still pretty great though you know oh, super great yeah can you imagine the uh because they gave a death certificate can you imagine the hospital's like uh oh uh oh we fucked up <laughs> yeah i know like they just like burst into the doctor's office and he's like finishing up a bowl of crack and he's like, wait, she ain't dead? It's like, yeah, dude, you fucked up, dude. Well, in, in Ecuador, he'd be like, well, what do you want me to do? Finish the job? All right, bring me a wooden steak. I'm gonna, I'll just stab yeah, her in the heart. Back over here. Stab, stab that bitch right in the heart. <laughs> uh, all right, buddy. I appreciate you. And uh, tell Emilio I said hi. And uh, uh, yeah, that's it. All right, that's it. I love you guys. Deuces. All right, peace. There you go, Kyle. Uh, A spirited conversation, to say the least. My God. Holy crap, that was fun. Uh, Kyle Ryan, not Kyle from Dumpster Divers. Kyle says, only do sucking the dick once will not make you gay. Now, this is from one of the local gays. He says it is it's when it becomes a regular thing. Now, what if you are the one doing the sucking? I would think that that totally makes you gay. That you are in fact a gay person. You know, not that that's like good, bad, or anything. It doesn't. It, it does. It shouldn't mean anything. Uh, but Kyle, being an expert on all things gay. I wonder if there was an actual moment where Kyle had to come, Kyle Ryan had to come to grips with his gayness, where he's like, oh, I can't stop sucking dick, so I'm clearly gay. You know? I have have great conversations like this with the gay people that support me on this show. I've got Rainbow Flag Jeremy, I've got Kyle, and... Uh, I can't remember anybody else. If there are, how many, are there any more of you people that are, uh, out of the closet and actively being gay? Tyler says, if you receive the sucking, does that make you gay? Or is it only if you are the sucker? Hmm. Interesting. I need more gays here though. I'm telling you. The gays would love this show. All right. 
Thank you to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, red carpet, five-star service from the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. NMLS number 3035. Now, no matter where you are in the U.S., reach out to Mario if you need a refi, maybe your first mortgage, maybe your 10th mortgage, whatever it may be, just give him a chance. Uh, go ahead and call upon some other mortgage companies too and see what type of service they're going to offer you. But uh, Mario will go the extra mile for you. And if you've owned your home for a little while and uh, you need to get some money out of it, maybe for a home improvement, maybe to pay off a high interest credit card bill, have Mario do that for you. That makes fantastic sense don't uh finance your new roof for god's sake you'll be paying a lot in interest and those high interest credit card bills of an apr of 25 percent. holy shit that sucks get out from underneath that rock of debt you'll still have the debt you're just paying a lot less in interest you know that's what a lot of people uh, f- uh forget but i try to make that uh you know known if you borrow if you borrow uh twenty thousand dollars or finance $20,000 equity of your home to pay off something like that. You still got to pay the 20 grand back, but you're paying you know, 6% interest as opposed to 25. Uh, a lot of people have done that. And uh, you can try that too. Reach out to Mario 231-332-6505 today. Mention your old pal easy. Same goes for A and E heating and cooling. Uh, get that. AC tuned up, tuned up and cleaned. It's just $79. When you call 616-516-8579, A and E, heating and cooling. 616-516-8579. Ask about $79 to have that thing tuned up. If you don't tune that up, if you've waited even one year, okay, it's got all sorts of shit on the outside of it. I'm talking about that fan outside of your home. That needs to be cleaned off. When that is covered in a thick layer of uh, dust, dirt, debris, I think it's cottonwood, whatever, uh, it has a hard time getting air through those little fine metal fins. And when that happens, the machine works harder, longer, costing you more money, more wear and tear on the machine. And it could be a break, it could lead to a breakdown. So you got to get that thing cleaned up. 616-516-8579. Uh, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be getting to know this guy quite a bit. That's Daniel Penny. I can't get over that 80s look this dude has. The mustache and the uh and the curly hair. He's the one that killed that black dude on the subway in New York. Uh, black, black guy was acting like a psychopath, threatening people, being aggressive on the train. And this guy had had enough and, uh, subdued him. And the next thing you know, the dude's dead. Use of force can be tricky. Usually it's, um, if some guy's pushing and shoving you, your defense can be that plus one. 
So if someone is attacking you, if you grabbed a baseball bat to defend yourself until the person is no longer attacking you, uh, and there's, there's wiggle room in all of this that could be weird. That's why deadly force can be very, very tricky. Like in the, in my house, if someone breaks in, technically me just blasting him the second he runs in. Like if I'm walking by the front door and someone kicks in the door and I happen to have my gun, I'm shooting him in the face and then that's that. But if I'm in the house and the alarm goes off, and then I start hunting around the house like I'm like fucking Elmer Fudd. That's a little bit more tricky. You're supposed to call the cops, lock yourself in your room. Um, if you're like in my scenario, just be dying in an eye home. And uh, but it's different because the NFK is there. So what the fuck am I going to do? I'd have to go wander around the house. There's all sorts of dynamics when it comes to taking someone's life. Now, I don't think that this guy is uh, in any way had an intent to kill this guy, but he's being charged with manslaughter and he's facing 15 years in prison. It took two weeks for them to indict the guy. In fact, after this happened, when he subdued the dude on the subway, and I, you know, I've never watched the video, but I, I saw still images of it. Um, in fact, they, they actually might show some of it here. I'll, this is a short piece from CBS News. Audio check, video check. It's confirmed that a Manhattan grand jury has indicted Marine veteran Daniel Penny in the chokehold killing of Jordan Neely. So he's got him in like a rear, a rear naked choke. Last month on a subway car. Penny, who was initially charged with second degree manslaughter, says he was trying to defend himself and other subway riders from Neely, who witnesses say was yelling and threatening passengers. Hmm. All right. Speaking of gay, uh, very strange. A little bit more to this. Uh, Penny's attorneys said in a statement that they will aggressively defend him when the case goes to trial. Penny, 24, was originally charged with second-degree manslaughter in May and released on bail. Penny maintains that Neely was behaving erratically on the train and threatening to kill fellow passengers when he moved to subdue him. Now, that's where this could get weird because if someone's just saying, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill you, you know, you're on guard and you're on edge, but unless he makes a move, I don't know if it's appropriate to uh, make the move on him. You might actually have to wait until uh, Neely, like, hits somebody or pulls out a knife. All the while, you're in this, what do I do? Do I, do I not? Um, and it can be tricky. And that's what happened. Uh, after the incident, Penny was initially questioned, but released a statement released last month by Penny's attorney said Neely had a documented history of violent and erratic behavior. Yeah, but no one knows that the apparent result of ongoing and untreated mental illness. So it also said 
Penny never intended to harm Mr. Neely and could not have foreseen his untimely death. True. In clips of a video interview released by his lawyers on Sunny on Sunday, Penny described what he said led up to the chokehold. I think I'd like to play that. Oh, don't even tell me I got to sit through another commercial. Are you kidding me? This is way too long of a... Whatever happened to Skip Ad? Come on now. (sighs) All right. Whatever drug they're trying to sell us now. This is Daniel Penny detailing what happened. I think. Charged in the subway chokehold death of Jordan Neely. The three main threats that he repeated over and over was, I'm going to kill you. I'm prepared to go to jail for life and I'm willing to die. I was scared for myself, but I looked around. I saw women and children. He was yelling in their faces saying, saying these threats. Attorneys for Daniel Penny released those interview clips today. Penny describes what he says happened before he put Jordan Neely in a chokehold on board an F train last month. We reached out to Neely's attorney for comment tonight, but have not heard back. Here's what he said about the case last month. The consequences of manslaughter two is five to 15 years. Ask yourself, is that enough? Murder two, up to 25 to life. So we need a full cup of justice here. Penny surrendered to authorities to face a charge of second-degree manslaughter. He is currently out on bond. Hmm. Boy meets girl. Boy loves girl. Shut up. This is weird. Yeah, um, let's see. I, I tend to think that, I mean, I wasn't there, and I didn't see what how aggressive that guy was. And I, I, I think that that's important. Um, Neely, who performed as a Michael uh, Michael Jackson impersonator, was homeless. And uh, family members said he had struggled mightily with mental illness after losing his mom as a teen at his fun- at the funeral service on May 19th. Uh, for the for the dude who died, Reverend Al Sharpton said Jordan was screaming for help. We keep criminalizing people with uh, mental illness. I don't know. I mean, when it went down, when he was do- acting like a maniac on the subway, did anybody like say, "Hey, um, like try a little de-escalation"? That's that's what I want to know. I mean, and I guess that'll come out in the trial. Um, I don't I don't know if it makes sense to just. A run up to a guy and put him in a rear naked choke without trying some other means of um, reining this in to some degree, separating him from the people who are there and maybe like, hey, hey, come here, come here, come on, let's talk, let's talk, whatever, doing whatever you have to do. Um, so this this one's tricky. I can see both sides of this. I'll be anxious to see how this unfolds. But you know this, if this fucking Penny guy, if he gets let off the hook, this is another opportunity for uh, uh, people to be pissed off, and that will lead to trouble. You know how it goes. 
Uh, Penny's indictment is the right result for the wrong he committed, Neely's family said in a statement Wednesday. The grand jury's decision tells our city and our nation that no one is above the law, no matter how much money they raise, no matter what affiliations they claim, and no matter what distorted stories they tell in interviews. Now, I will say this. Kid Rock gave Penny like a big donation to defend himself. So now I'm thinking he's guilty as fuck. If Kid Rock supports you, you know, all right, now we're going the path. This guy, this Penny guy, when he's let off the hook, he can then team up with like Kyle Rittenhouse. And then these two maniacs can go and tour the country and talk to all the pieces of shit in Ottawa County. So uh, even if he goes to prison, he's going to be treated like a king. So him killing that black guy on the subway was a good career move. So that's, that's you know, fuck. The former Zaniacs will have group sex with them. Those white trash losers. Uh, Cole says maybe he didn't tap out, which is why he didn't let go of the choke, maybe. Cole says also family members loved him so much that they allowed him to be homeless. That's true. Uh, by the way, um, on the while I'm away shows on Patreon, I don't know if you've been listening to those, but, uh, first of all, one of the shows actually has the moment when I uh, walked into the radio station and I was disgusted because the gay guy was looking at my ass at Meyer. I mean, that, that episode is actually there. I, I haven't gotten up the nerve to listen to that, to hear where my brain was then. Um, but there's also uh, a grand amount of discussion about the Doobie Brothers, the NFK, and the late David. Rest in peace. And when they were making life miserable for my wife and your old pal EZ with, oh, God. Just nightmare scenario after nightmare scenario, uh, begging for money. It it was fucking ugly. And I listened to about 15 minutes of it and I couldn't take it. I said, I got to get the fuck out of here. I cannot stand this show. Oh. The only way I will listen to anything is if you tell me there's like a dude interview or some fantastic moment that is historic, like sweater beat up or some shit or uh pa- baseball palindromes or um, uh, what was the name of the uh, teddy bear? Uh, uh, we were playing some old country song called teddy bear. And it turned into like um, a bunch of truckers raping a child or some shit. It was really <laughs> sinisterly f- in a sinister way, it was one of the more funny things that I've ever been a part of. So absurd. Red Sovine. That's the guy's name. <laughs> if you come across those moments, those historic moments, running of the bulls, Lindsay Lowe and Freedom Machine, Freedom Van, um, Royal Wedding, you know, let me know. I have a special spot for those. I want to hear those. Or if just something that's real, maybe a good awkward fight. Let me know. All right. 
This is the first time I've talked about this um, Daniel Penny. I hadn't really gotten into that story. So we're on board now. Uh, This next story is going to piss you off. A lady by the name of Blossom Kirby is the 36-year-old chick who's poor as shit and dumb as shit lives in Indianapolis, Indiana. I don't have the footage. I have a still image. I'll get to that in a second. But this woman didn't think there was any problem with riding a bicycle with a uh, one of those square plastic milk, uh, um, not carton, uh, crate strapped with a bungee cord onto her bike and pedaling the bike with a pair of two month old babies. It's a hot as fuck day. The babies are sweltering in the sun and people are like, Hey, Lady, and and the kids are screaming and crying, and she's just pedaling along on the goddamn bike. And someone says, ma'am, you cannot transport infant children that way. And she's like, what? What what are you talking about? Somebody says, if you hit a bump or a pothole, you're going to injure the child, or they could possibly fly out, and it's it's sweltering. The, The kids are fucking fried. She's riding across town in a bike with a milk crate with the babies in it. This is going to upset a lot of you. It's already upset you. I know that. There you go. This is her with the titties. This is her in the mugshot. These are the babies. Look at the hair's all wet because he's the little little buggers uh, uh, sweating, and uh, they they all they have on are diapers. And you know any five minutes in the sun like that in a hot ass day, you, the baby's going to have a sunburn. Jesus, fuck. This lady, okay, now this lady may be the asshole of the day today. I'll get to more of that in a second, but what already was my asshole of the day? Um, It was the guy who faked his death. And we thought there's no way that that guy is not going to be the asshole of the day. I, I don't, I think he can't be asshole of the day. I think she has taken asshole of the day from the guy. Uh, witnesses saw Blossom Kirby, 36, struggling to control the bicycles because, you know, it's all weighted weird. So she's kind of like having a hard time steering it, balancing with baby, with a, with a crate full of babies. Footage filmed by a shocked onlooker who confronted Kirby showing the wailing twins crammed into the tight space, wearing only diapers. One of the infants was slouched forward with its head not properly supported. That's the other thing. They're heads, you know, they're like fucking uh, bobbleheads. The other laid with its neck at an angle as its head was pushed to the side by the wall of the crate. Over the baby's screams, the onlooker, Brian Henderson, could be heard telling, you can't have babies in there like that, ma'am. A 36-year-old then appears to start walking off while other witnesses discuss calling the police. Soon arrested, 
while the children were taken to a nearby hospital when they were where they were treated for sunburns and scratches. Yeah, at this point, you just shoot this bitch. If I mean, this uh, lends some credence to the thing you have to pass some type of aptitude test to be allowed to breed. Uh, to be allowed to breed. You know, if there was a way that every person, when they're born, they can have something implanted into them that um, when they get older, they they can't breed until they go to like the secretary of states and kind of like you're trying to get a chauffeur's license or something like that. And you have to pass an aptitude test to show that you're smart enough to actually breed. And then they would uh, deactivate the implant. It's a wonderful idea. Now, what you're going to do there is you're going to keep all those people that walk around Walmart from breeding and they should not be allowed to breed because they're scumbags. And when they breed, they create more stupid people. So this will allow us to have brighter people living. We'll all, uh, the, the population won't uh, be watered down with these derelicts and inbreeding and stupidity. Oh, my God. And then this crazy bitch wouldn't have been able to have children. Another witness, Suzanne Lynch, told the TV station she had told me that prior to me stopping her, that she had one baby in the front and one baby in the back. I guess she had two crates. I don't know. She couldn't control the bike. So she put both babies in one milk crate in the front. That was her way of transporting the babies. Anytime she left the house. You see, it's the old see something, say something. Just like I broke up that sex trafficking ring or so I thought. You got these, these people are, are very, are good, but they should have like, uh, got her off the bike and then got the babies and then uh, put her in a rear naked choke like the Michael Jackson impersonator, but intentionally trying to actually end her life. That would have been okay. No charges, not even an investigation. They wouldn't, the police wouldn't even have come. They just let her sit there and, and rot like a goddamn uh, deer that gets hit on the side of the road. Uh, Kirby reportedly told responding officers she did not see a problem with the mode of transport, which she claims she used because she doesn't own a car. She was convicted of neglect of a dependent, though it isn't clear who currently has custody of the children. Wow. And then it says, news poll. Do you think this mother should or should not have been convicted of neglect in this case? I'm going to vote. Now I'm writing, uh, should have been, or I'm all right. I'll agree with that. Should have been. And now I want to see the results of that poll, but it's asking me how many times a month do you search for recipes online? One, which of the following types of accounts do you have with bank of America? God damn it. All I want is the results of the poll. I'm 65 or older. I'm male. 88% said she should have been convicted of neglect. 5% said should not have been. 6% said I'm not sure. And 1% said other no opinion. So that means 12% of the people are stupid. 
those are the 12% of the people who would go to the Walmart or uh, travel with their children in milk crates. My God. I probably just signed up for some type of malware too. Some some, uh, ransomware. Holy shit. Maureen says this is way worse than the fake dead guy. Absolutely. Jesus. Okay. I deliberately avoided the story about the guy in Egypt, the 23-year-old dude in Egypt, who was eaten by the shark, and there's video of it. Uh, I saw a still photograph of just like his legs in the air with like his, his, he's like upside down in the water. Now this shark, this fucking tiger shark, I mean, it was bad. And uh, he was screaming for his dad. He's a Russian dude. So that's the good news. Cole asks, is he okay? Um, what's weird about this is, so he's screaming for his dad and the girlfriend is nearby him. She gets out of the water. Somebody's shooting video. I don't know if it was dad. Nobody put down the video camera and you actually see what looks like out of a uh, horror movie. Something happened and, uh, the shark killed him. And, uh, that was that. And then the next thing, you know, somehow, um, the shark is on shore and the people on the beach in Egypt have dragged this tiger shark onto the shore and then they bludgeoned it to death. And then after they did that, they, um, they investigated and they found like some parts out in the water and they found several parts of the dude in his belly. In the shark's belly. This is a, just a hideous story, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out why the next part um, that is happening. First of all, it says a shark that bit off a man's head, chest, and arms. They The um, locals in Egypt are mummifying the shark and displaying it at a museum in Egypt. Now, this is last week. So Vladimir Popov, the Russian guy, swimming off of a beach in uh, on Egypt's Red Sea coast, the Institute of Marine Sciences and the Red Sea Reserves have begun preparing the shark for mummification and have started the embalming process. I don't, I cannot believe that they would do this. Why, why would you put it, why would you say, and what is it, for what? Just to, for, for like the uh, macabre? Are people into that there? This is Egypt. I don't know. Yeah, I can't bear to watch the footage. And, you're, and I'll include the link if you want to watch it on your own. Like if, I'll put this in the show notes. Now, when you click on that, there's a link in that where it says footage of the incident that viewers may find distressing is circulating online and shows the man struggling in the water. 
as the shark attacks him. Popov's head, arms, and torso were discovered inside of the shark. And then the rest, they had to go like uh, out of the ocean. Local fishermen retrieved them. I think they actually included the link. I mean, there's actually, you can just click on it and it'll, it'll show up. The shark's carcass was handed over to researchers to investigate if there was a reason for its aggressive behavior. Well, I'll tell you why. It's a fucking shark. Only 24 unprovoked shark attacks have been recorded in Egypt since 1828. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Not interested. I will avoid the ocean. And I, I, it creeps me out, the fact that I didn't for a period of time. I don't know what's changed. I, I knew at the time that there were uh, sharks in the ocean when I was swimming around the warm waters of the Caribbean. What the fuck is wrong with me? Brush with death. And I don't want to hear all this shit about, oh, yeah, there's better chance you can get struck by lightning. Better chance. I don't care. I don't care. Fuck you. I didn't give a shit if there's never been a shark attack. Uh, rock musician Jesse Mullen had a bad stroke that paralyzed him from the waist down. Footnote, no one knows who Jesse Mullen is. I think this is an older dude. He was in some band that appeared on Saturday Night Live. Uh, a band called heart attack and John Belushi loved the band and they appeared somewhere at some club in New York. And he said, Hey, you got to be on the show. I love you guys. So Jesse Mullen and heart attack in 1981 went to the set of Saturday night live and performed. Now this is, this comes up because like I said, the guy had a stroke and the stroke has paralyzed him from the neck down. There's a big article about this in the LA Times. He was uh, hospitalized at Mount Sinai Hospital. He learned he suffered a spinal cord infarction, a rare disorder when the main artery supplying the spine with blood closed off. After two weeks of undergoing spinal taps, he said, all right, this guy is fucked. It's the hardest six weeks that I've ever been told. He told Rolling Stone in a phone call from the rehab center. At no point when I was reading any of this, did I have any idea who I was reading about. Mallon is known for his energetic performances during which he often jumps down from the stage to perform among the audience. Among the first of such uh, raucous performances came when he was a teenager as a member of the hardcore rock band Heart Attack in 1981 when he performed on Saturday Night Live after John Belushi invited him. The performance prompted a mosh pit among the audience, which led to the crowd going berserk, destroying cameras, production equipment, and someone grabbed a full pumpkin. I guess it was part of the set. Maybe it was during Halloween time and threw a pumpkin at a producer. 
the band Heart Attack was banned from performing on Saturday Night Live. Malin became the lead vocalist for punk rock band Degeneration throughout the 90s after going solo in 1999. Malin started recording and, uh, recording and performing folk rock. And uh, fuck, I've never heard of this motherfucker. I want to see that uh, mosh pit, though. I don't know if this is it. Hang on. Audio check, video check. Is this from 1981? I don't know. They, they, uh, they look very frightening, but they're really very nice. Our Halloween night guest. And by the way, tonight. Hey, that's Donald Sutherland. Remember from the film Halloween? So get it? They're doing a Halloween show. Donald Sutherland. I think Donald Sutherland. No, is that the... Whatever the fucking guy who was trying to uh, keep uh, uh, Michael Myers from killing Jamie Lee Curtis. Look out for surprises. Ladies and gentlemen, fear. Okay, this is definitely not the footage I'm looking for. It's not even the right band. I don't even know there was... I I don't know why there was a hyperlink in that fucking story. That's stupid. Now I feel dumb. <sighs> All right. Well, anyway, that dude's dead. This is going to piss you off right here. Uh, this is a cop on his way to work somewhere in Florida. And he's traveling 85 miles an hour in a 40. And he's a city cop. And the county cop is going to pull him over. All right. So the camera you're seeing is from the county cops dash cam. There's the city cop in front of him that's speeding. And the county cop is pulling over the city cop for speeding. Audio check, video check. Here we go. Uh, Sorry, it's a USA Today video. So there's music under it. It says an Orlando police officer was arrested after trying to flee from a traffic stop. There's some dialogue in here. Stick with it. You gonna pull over? Please say a command. Pull over. All right. So now. I am going into work, my man. Why are you trying to pull me over as I'm going? Because you're going 80 and a 45. I'm going into work. Okay, where are you going to work? What does it look like I'm dressed for? What no does it look like I am dressed for? My name is Deputy Hilton, and I see your driver's license. No. Okay. <laughs> the guy says no. The, the city cop says no, gets back in his car, and takes off. 3113, copy at 1050. After refusing to hand over his license, he fled in his car, forcing the deputy to actively pursue him with lights and sirens. By the way, it needs to be pointed out that if anyone, and especially a black guy, did what this cop just did. He is so fucking dead. All right. Denver, I got a city odd Orlando PD taken off from a traffic stop. The officer was arrested, charged with reckless driving, resisting an officer and fleeing and eluding an officer. 
and he was relieved of duty. Fired. Oh, my God. What the fuck? (laughs) Cole writes, imagine if they got into a shootout and both called for backup. Shots fired. Yes, of course. Man. All right. Uh, A lot more to get to on my Patreon. Wait till you see uh, the face of a scumbag lady locally charged with abuse of an infant child. Wow. No surprise here. Wait till you see her. Definitely a uh, former Zaniac look to her. In fact, I'll show show her to you right now. Look at her. If, if someone said, all right, this is a mother, what do you think she's charged with? You're going to say, oh, she definitely beat up an infant child. Man, we'll get to that and a whole lot more on the Patreon. It's free. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane, seven days free. Sign up and try it out. I would love you to be there. Meanwhile... Excuse me. Hire me on Cameo, cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Uh, The idea yesterday about hosting your own funeral. If you think you're about to die, uh, have me do a cameo uh, to roast you in the afterlife while you're laying there and uh, all your loved ones are there. Hey, it's Eric Zane. I see that so-and-so's dead and he asked me to do this uh, for him in the event that he does die. Uh, It should be noted that I did this before so-and-so died. But I'm here to tell you, he was an asshole. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Just $20. I don't know what my fucking problem is. I got the burps. Thank you to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. 616-532-6600. That's 616-532-6600. Reach out to them when you have any trouble with your car. They'll help you. Uh, the website, Irvines.com. That's Irvines.com. Thank you so much. All right. It is time for the asshole of the day. Eric Zane will reading cameo. You don't get shit. Uh, there are so many asshole of the day nominations today. Dumb bitch mom, fake dead asshole, shark. Cop, all assholes. Yesterday it was Dippin' Dot, asshole. Today, what the fuck is her name? It's got to be her. Blossom Kirby. Oh, what an asshole. What a stupid person. You are the asshole today. Kenny also gets a nomination. Uh, Blossom Kirby, you are the asshole of the day. Congratulations to you. That is it for this show. I appreciate you. Thank you again. Whoops. Thanks again for being part of it. Till next time, have a good one. Bye-bye.